Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Good Wednesday morning. New concerns for the Pope and his health overnight. That's right. He's hospitalized with abdominal surgery. We'll have more. It's June 7th. This is today. Breaking news. Pope Francis hospitalized and expected to remain there for days as he undergoes abdominal surgery. The latest in a series of health concerns for the 86-year-old pontiff. The very latest on his condition just ahead. Air alert. Never seen nothing like this in my life. Skies all across the U.S. darkened by smoke from those raging wildfires in Canada, creating dangerous air quality for nearly 100 million people. Another rough day on tap today. Al's got everything you need to know. Graduation day shooting, chilling video as gunfire erupts moments after a high school ceremony in Virginia. Two people killed, including an 18-year-old who had just received his diploma and his father. Several others injured in the chaos. It's just incredibly tragic that someone decided to bring a gun to, to this incident and, and rain terror on, on our community. This morning, new details on the investigation, the victims, and the suspected shooter. Two more in, former Vice President Mike Pence launching his presidential campaign today, and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie announces taking straight aim at Donald Trump. I want to win, and I don't want him to win. We'll take you inside the growing Republican field. All that, plus back on the stand, Prince Harry testifying again this morning in his lawsuit against the British tabloids. Just ahead, is he helping his case? And Viva la France! The countdown to the 2024 Olympics is officially underway. We want to surprise the world and offer a unique experience. And we've made our way to Paris for a first-hand look at all the excitement today, Wednesday, June 7, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie, live from Paris, France, and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning and welcome to today. We are so glad to have you with us on this Wednesday morning. I'm here in the beautiful city of Paris at the steps of the Eiffel Tower. Hoda, good morning. Bonjour, as we say here in Paris. Bonjour. Okay, two things. Number one, I'm incredibly jealous. And number two, Paris looks (laughs) amazing on you. How is it? Oh, it's a beautiful city, and we're so ready for you, Hoda. One year from now, the Olympics will be here. Let me set the stage a little bit. Right now, we're in Trocadero Square. This is in the heart of the city. And as I said, a little over a year from now, this will serve as the home away from home for the Today Show and NBC Olympics coverage right here in the heart of Paris. Everywhere you look in this city, teams are hard at work. They're transforming some of Paris's iconic landmarks into Olympic venues. For example, one of the hottest tickets next year, and Hoda, I know you will be front center, is beach volleyball 
played on courts that are being built right at the base of the Eiffel Tower behind me. And speaking of athletes, a few Team USA hopefuls are already in town for a big competition track and field this week. They're going to come right here and join us live. So we have much to get to from here in Paris throughout the morning. It's going to make you smile. But Hoda, we'll start with, of course, this breaking news out of Europe on the Pope. Indeed we will, Savannah. Uh, we'll begin with Pope Francis. He is back in the hospital this morning for surgery. The 86-year-old being placed under general anesthesia for a procedure on his abdominal area after he reported recurring pain. We're going to have complete coverage. We are going to start with NBC's Ann Thompson. And good morning. Good morning, Hoda. You know, the Pope, the health of Pope Francis has been in the headlines for years now, but the news of this particular surgery and hospitalization certainly comes as a surprise to many. Just hours ago, he held two private audiences and then his weekly public audience in St. Peter's Square with no sign of what was to come. This morning, new concerns for the Pope's health. The Vatican announcing that Pope Francis was taken to the hospital today in Rome and will undergo abdominal surgery, saying in a statement he will undergo a laparotomy and abdominal wall plastic surgery under general anesthesia. A laparotomy is an open abdominal surgery, which the Pope's medical team decided was necessary, quote, over the past few days because of, quote, painful and worsening symptoms from a hernia. This comes as Pope Francis has been suffering from several recent medical issues. Back in late March, he was taken to the hospital with bronchitis just hours after attending his weekly general audience. When he was a young man, the Pope had part of a lung removed due to severe pneumonia. And less than two years ago, he underwent major intestinal surgery to remove part of his colon. He's been seen using a wheelchair and cane over the past year. But the Pope has always kept his spirits up, greeting the faithful who flock to see him from all over the world. This morning, we're now praying for a swift recovery. The Vatican says the surgery is taking place today, and Pope Francis is expected to remain in the hospital for several days to allow for a full recovery. He has a very busy travel schedule ahead this summer with plans to visit Portugal and Mongolia later this year. Hoda? All right, Annie, thank you so much. Let's bring in NBC News medical contributor, Dr. Natalie Azar. Dr. Natalie, as Ann said, this was not emergency surgery. Right. He is, though, he is 86 years old. He's had some previous health issues. So how concerned should we be about what's happening today? Well, you know, Hoda, anytime you're going in for abdominal surgery, mm-hmm. it's not a great thing. But as you said, doing something electively rather than emergently means that they had time to prepare and, and sort of set up the pre-op situation. Mm-hmm. You know, his past medical history is not that significant. He was recently hospitalized in March, we Mm -hmm. know, for bronchitis. He does have a history, however, a few years ago of having part of his colon resected, secondary to a condition called diverticulosis and diverticulitis. And that set up a scar and a weakening in the abdominal wall. And that's actually what a hernia is. Mm. So what we're dealing with today, Hoda, is that he's going in to have this hernia repaired. What can happen when you have this weakening in the abdominal wall is that sometimes the abdominal contents, including the bowel can get stuck in that hernia. Mm -hmm. And if it gets stuck for long enough and it can't go back in, that is a real risk factor set up for, for, you know, a 
problematic death of that tissue. And that's what they're aiming to to uh, to repair today in the surgery. Um, the Vatican did release a very busy, busy travel schedule for the Pope in August. So it got me thinking about recovery. It sounds like they're very optimistic at the Vatican. You know, they are. It doesn't sound like they have changed his schedule mm-hmm. at all. But, you know, I, I never want to always, you know, um, rely too much on someone's mm-hmm. age. But a, a big abdominal surgery at that age, there are potential complications like infection and things like that. And it might take him a couple of weeks before he feels fully recovered. Um, but he is using a wheelchair for some sciatica and some knee issues. So hopefully he'll be able to contribute and, and uh, participate in a lot of what he has planned. We have watched the Pope recover time and time we again. Sure we have. Know he, he has, has a very, him. very good attitude. He so, sure does. Yeah. All right, Dr. Natalie, thank you so much. You we bet. appreciate it. All right. Another major story this morning, those strange and dangerous scenes in the skies above a large section of the United States. Wildfire smoke from Canada. It's affecting nearly 100 million people across 18 states. Check out a couple of these literally breathtaking images. These are all along the East Coast, taken within just the last 12 hours. We've got a hazy Yankee Stadium, those crazy smoky sunsets, a moon. It looks like it's out of a sci-fi movie. So we've got everything we need to know. Al is out on the plaza. He's going to break it all down for us. But first, Emily Aketa is in Jersey. What you're seeing is is New York City right across the Hudson River, a very hazy New York. Emily, uh, tell us what's going on out there. Hey there, Hoda. Well, you can see the haziness behind me. That's a result of the smoke from Canada that's traveled hundreds of miles. And those raging wildfires, they aren't just impacting how things look, but also how things smell. The pungent scent at times so strong, feeling like you're next to a barbecue. It can actually give you a headache here in Hoboken. All outdoor recreational activities have been canceled as the smoke worsens air quality for roughly 80 million people. As sweeping wildfires in Canada rage on this morning, hazardous plumes of smoke from those towering flames are seeping into the U.S., from the Northeast to the Upper Midwest. It was real hazy flying here. We could, even flying out of O'Hare, we could barely see the, the downtown Chicago area. The thick smoke even drifting hundreds of miles south, hiding mountain peaks in the Carolinas. Tens of millions of Americans set to face air quality alerts for a second day in a row, with yellow and brownish hues creating apocalyptic scenes splashed across social media. Never seen nothing like this in my life. This is not a filter. I feel like I'm on an episode of The Last of Us. At one point Tuesday, New York City had the worst air quality in the entire world, forcing several minor league teams to cancel games because of health concerns. While in the big leagues, the Yankees and White Sox played through the heavy haze. I'm definitely congested here and like my throat is a little like, like I'm kind of losing my voice. Experts say smoke particles can lead to headaches, irritated eyes, a scratchy throat, even difficulty breathing, especially for vulnerable populations, which includes seniors, young children, pregnant women and those with respiratory conditions. What would you recommend for people in poor air quality regions? Limit the time you spend outdoors uh, and limit the amount of physical activity, the strenuous physical activity that you're doing. That's the sun right now. And air pollution from these kinds of wildfires is only getting worse. Over the last decade, Stanford researchers found the number of people who experienced at least one day of unhealthy air quality from smoke has increased by 27 times. That smoke travels, that smoke blows to other areas. And so really, there's there's no part of the continental United States where you can say that you'll be completely safe. 
And while we're watching the effects of wildfires from across America's borders, remember, there is still a very high risk of fire domestically, too. Just yesterday, we saw a blaze break out in New Jersey. It remains out of control at this hour. And those kinds of flare-ups will serve as a one-two punch for air quality in the region. Hoda? All right. Emily Aketa for us there in Hoboken, New Jersey. Why don't we head outside right to the plaza? Al is here. He's got a closer look at what we're dealing with. I saw a bunch of people in Central Park yesterday running through it, Al. Yeah, I know. And this is not the time to really do a lot of uh, really strong physical activity outside. Here you can see the Quebec wildfires, those areas in red. And then we've got this low pressure system. It's pushing smoke into the northeast. But the big problem is going to be we're going to see this thing uh, start to cause more problems. Unhealthy air from wildfire smoke itself, 78 million people. And in fact, right now, uh, you can see the worst air qualities from Lake Ontario on into Delaware. Uh, right, this current readings, these are current readings, 274, that's very unhealthy in Harrisburg, 212 in Philadelphia, 183 in Washington, D.C. This is all due to that smoke. You can get air quality updates. We're going to show you how in just a little bit from an app, AirNow or AirNow.gov. Here's the forecast. This low pressure system is actually going to start backing up, retrograding, and that's going to cause intense smoke for at least one more day. Boston, Harrisburg, New York. Tomorrow it drifts to the west. That smoke plume moves towards Ohio, western PA, and as far south as Norfolk. And as Emily mentioned, we have the risk for wildfires popping up. We're looking at those wildfires in the northeast today. Uh, 30% chance for the 30% humidity, 15 mile per hour winds from Midland, all the way down to Philadelphia. Now, to get that app on your phone, you just download EPA Air Now. And then you go in, you can see right now it's for New York, 174. But let's put in, say, Washington, D.C. and get that. Of course, if I could type. And there you... I spelled Washington wrong, sorry. But anyway, you get the idea. You go in, you type in your your city, Washington, D.C., and boom. 189 and the forecast for tomorrow 144 but for thursday you can see 153 so again air now you can get to go to your google play or your uh, app store or you can go to airnow.gov and get that information guys all right uh, al thank you not easy to type with your thumbs uh, all the time <laughs> al thank you we're gonna get, get the rest of al's forecast in just a moment meantime craig joins us now with news of yet yeah. another shooting oh no, good morning and good morning to you as well new details emerging on that graduation day tragedy in richmond virginia gunman opening fire just moments after a high school ceremony held on the campus of Virginia Commonwealth University. Two people were killed, including an 18-year-old who had just received his diploma. At least five others were hurt. NBC's Aaron Gilchrist knows the area well. He's a VCU graduate, also went to high school there in Richmond as well. Aaron, good morning to you. Craig, good morning to you. You're right. The graduation ceremony was just ending here. As you said, I graduated from Richmond Public Schools. Uh, I I was inside this building for my sister's graduation 25 years ago. So I can tell you from experience, there were hundreds of people standing outside this building yesterday celebrating, hugging, taking photos when those gunshots rang out. Uh, The police were very close by. They were able to stop the suspected shooter very quickly. He is now facing second degree murder charges. What started out as a day of celebration quickly turning to tragedy. We have an active shooter at a graduation. Gunfire erupting on the campus of Virginia Commonwealth University just moments after students from Richmond's Huguenot High School held their graduation. 
The shooting leaving two dead, 18-year-old Sean Jackson just graduated, and his father, 36-year-old Renzo Smith. Investigators say five others, ranging in age from 14 to 58, were also shot, one of them suffering life-threatening injuries. We have multiple reports of shootings in Monroe Park. Several others were hurt as they fled the gunfire, including a nine-year-old girl who's expected to be okay after being hit by a car. We had hundreds of people in Monroe Park, so people scattered. It was very chaotic at the scene. In custody this morning, 19-year-old suspect Amari Tajan Pollard. Police say they recovered four handguns after a school security officer managed to detain the suspected shooter on the VCU campus. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin writing, As we struggle to fully comprehend this tragedy, our hearts break for those whose lives were lost. Richmond's mayor outraged his community is the latest target of senseless gun violence. This is tragic, but also traumatic. Because this is their graduation day. Is nothing sacred any longer? Is nothing sacred any longer? Now, police believe the suspect they have in custody was the only person involved in the shooting here. Craig, we know that he will be in court later on this morning for his first arraignment. Back to you. Aaron Gilchrist, voice there in Richmond. Aaron, thank you. Let's move now to the Republican race for president. The field growing again today. Former Vice President Mike Pence set to throw his hat in the ring. NBC's Dasha Burns is on the campaign trail for us. She's there in Des Moines, Iowa. Hey, Dasha, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. Yep, former Vice President Mike Pence is set to make his formal announcement today here in Iowa. This critical early state could help coal that increasingly large GOP field. He's one of three presidential bids this week alone, with more likely on the way. This morning, more candidates aiming to beat former President Donald Trump to the Republican nomination. After former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie announced his run in New Hampshire with a clear target in mind. Let me be very clear. I am going out there to take out Donald Trump. And now the man who served alongside Trump challenging him in the packed primary. Former Vice President Mike Pence launching his candidacy today in the Hawkeye State after stumping in early battlegrounds recently looking to distinguish himself from his old boss after Trump praised Kim Jong-un. Whether it's my former running mate or anyone else, no one should be praising the dictator in North Korea. The rift between the two former allies starting on January 6th when Pence certified the 2020 election. Now he has rebuked Trump for his words that day, but wouldn't comment on whether he held any legal responsibility. From where you sat, do you believe that Donald Trump incited that riot? I will tell you that uh, I think the president's words that day uh, were reckless. But on the legal question about legal uh, culpability, I'm less certain. While Christie sharpens his attacks. It is the last throws of a bitter, angry man who wants power back for himself, not for you. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum is also expected to jump in today, but the growing crowd of contenders not phasing the frontrunner. I don't know why people are doing it. They're at 1 percent. Some are at zero. With Mr. Trump's top rival, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, trailing by double digits in early national polls, it's sure to be an uphill climb for any candidate running against him. And Hoda, Iowa is about to see a whole lot more action as the first in the nation caucus state. The super PAC supporting Governor DeSantis telling NBC News that they've already knocked on 65,000 doors in the state. 
Hold up. Wow, old school there. All right, Dasha Burns for us there in Des Moines, Iowa. Dasha, thank you. In the meantime, mm-hmm. Mr. Roker has made his way back inside for the rest of the forecast. Yeah. What are we looking at, buddy? Good morning, guys. Good morning to you as well. Smoky skies, as we said, the northeast. Some afternoon storms down through Florida. Strong storms through the southwest. Going to be warm again in the Pacific Northwest. Cooler, though, along the west coast. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, still ahead here. Prince Harry back on the stand this morning for a second day of that historic testimony in his showdown against the British tabloids. What he is saying about the toll of the alleged phone hacking on his relationship with his brother, Prince William as well. Plus Savannah. Oh, there you are, girl. Live in Paris, kicking off the countdown to the 2024 Olympics. Who's your buddy? Oh, guys, these are the mascots. These are the official 2024 mascots for the Olympic. They are the Frisia. It's a famous French hat, not the beret, the Frisia. And yes, Al, you're wondering, the Smurfs wear this kind of hat. Ah. We're going to have those precious (laughs) details and many more behind-the-scenes looks at the preparations for these games, the rich history of Paris. And we will be joined by members of Team USA, want-to-be hopeful members, and Mike Tirico will be along. Much more from Paris. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, oh man, we love Paris all the time. It's 7.30 here in the States, but it is the middle of the afternoon in Paris, France, where Savannah is kicking off our countdown to the 2024 Olympics. That Eiffel Tower behind you, I cannot handle. I know. Hold it. I can't, I can't even handle standing here. I have to laugh. This is the greatest assignment I have ever been given. You guys call it a boondoggle. I call it le boondoggle. <laughs> this is outrageous. Good. The sun is shining. We're in Paris. We're talking about the Olympics. Right now we're standing at Trocadero Square. This is one of the most Instagram worthy spots. If you want to see the Eiffel Tower, Paris, of course, was the most visited city in the world last year. 44 million tourists. And that was before the Olympics. That number, of course, is expected to jump next year when 2024 the olympics roll into town and we're going to have a lot of fun here in just a bit with the uh, the uh, athletes and everything else mike tarico's here too guys it looks like a perfect day there in uh, the city of lights and i still can't believe that there's going to be like beach volleyball kind of right next to where you're standing it's the coolest the shadow of the eiffel that is 
What's so fun? You know, usually we come to these Olympic cities and they're building all these yeah. new stadiums. No, no, no. They're going to use what's beautiful about Paris and turn those venues into Olympic venues. We'll have a lot more on the Olympics just ahead, but we'll start this half hour actually, guys, with a story that's unfolding not far from here in another iconic city. Prince Harry, of course, on the witness stand in his lawsuit against the British tabloids. Keir Simmons is with me. Keir, good morning to you. How extraordinary. Not in 100 years has yeah. a senior royal been on the witness stand giving evidence in a British courtroom. That's right, Savannah. So great to be with you uh, here in Paris. I know with your legal expertise, you're watching this one closely because there is drama back in uh, my hometown. Terse and tense exchanges. You can see a live shot right now of that high court in London where it's taking place for Harry's second day in court. This morning, Prince Harry is back in court for the second and final day of his historic testimony. Harry and his wife Meghan and a number of other celebrities are accusing the tabloid Mirror Newspaper Group of phone hacking, unlawful information gathering and an invasion of privacy. After nearly a day and a half of tense cross-examination by the Mirror's attorney, Harry later taking questions from his lawyer, telling the court he believed journalists use burner phones to spy on him, adding, I believe they would have gone to extreme lengths to cover their tracks. The prince's testimony opened him up to a challenging cross-examination from the Mirror's attorney yesterday, after Harry submitted a long statement writing about the press, how much more blood will stain their typing fingers before someone can put a stop to this madness. In court, he doubled down, saying journalists were responsible for, in some cases, death, claiming journalists hacked Princess Diana's phone as well as his own. But the defence pushed back, highlighting gaps in his recollection of events, Harry admitting he couldn't remember reading some of the articles he claims caused him distress. The paper's attorney arguing that details published about the prince were obtained through legal methods, including royal press releases and tips, and denying Harry's allegation that mirror journalists had hacked either his phone or Diana's. The Duke also blaming the, quote, prying eyes of the tabloids for his breakup with then-girlfriend Chelsea Davy. At one point, discussing another story, the Prince could not answer questions about whose phone he believed was hacked for details. The Mirror's attorney saying, are we not, Prince Harry, in the realms of total speculation? So I think most of us would think that those press articles were pretty horrible, but were they illegal? Were they got through illegal measures. That is what the case absolutely uh, hangs on. This is what here in France they might call Prince Harry's denouement, his opportunity, what he's been waiting for, Savannah, to be there in court face to face uh, with the press, which he so, frankly, let's be honest, so despises. It's also what the royals have been so worried about. We've heard today a conversation about an article where Prince Harry was reportedly at a strip club. I mean, it's just embarrassing potentially for the other royals. And I think that's why they just didn't want this to happen. Yeah. And if you're going to have all those facts come out in court, you better be hopeful that you will prevail. That's and so that right. is a real question in this case. Keir, yeah. thank you. Now, look, you you're here with me in Paris. Yes. You have to have a little fun, too. Yes. You've got to witness a little history. Keir's going to come back. He visited the Cathedral of Notre Dame, which, of course, has been under construction since that fire. And Keir will have an inside look at the massive, opera uh, massive operation to restore the beloved landmark. Plus, Hoda 
Just imagine it. You're playing beach volleyball. You're right underneath the Eiffel Tower. You're in the Olympics. For the lucky athletes heading to Paris next year, that is exactly what will happen. Many of the city's famous sites creating an Olympic backdrop like no other. And we will take you on a tour right after this. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. We're back. It is 740 with our countdown to the 2024 Olympics. Savannah, there you are with all your people live in Paris. <laughs> it's so wonderful. We're here at the Trocadero Square. There's so many people here, so many Americans, people out and about. They're so excited because just a year from now or so, we will have the 2024 Olympics. Our hosts, of course, are hard at work adding some French flair to the events to make sure that these next Olympic Games will be unlike any other. With just over 400 days to go until the next Summer Olympics, Paris, the city of lights, is getting ready to shine. Preparations are well underway. The famous Champs-Élysées getting a makeover. Towers, museums, and statues getting touch-ups. With nearly 7 million tickets already sold, excitement is growing for both residents and visitors. This will be a great place to have the Olympics. I think so. I hope too. everybody comes. What do you think about Paris as an Olympic city? I'm excited to see what it'll look like to see the city transformed. 2024 will mark the third games to be played in the French capital, and over 10,000 athletes are expected to attend. That's more than three times the number of competitors at the last games here 100 years ago. Once again, Paris's stunning looks will take center stage. This time around, famous landmarks and monuments will be transformed into Olympic venues. Tony Estanguet, president of the Paris Olympics Organizing Committee and three-time canoe gold medalist for France, is leading the effort. Beach volleyball will be held right under the iconic Eiffel Tower. Fencing at the Grand Palais, an imposing exhibition hall. And archery at the Esplanade des Invalides, a popular park with stunning views. Place de la Concorde, Paris's largest square and currently under renovation, will be home to an unexpected new Olympic sport, breakdancing. The legendary Roland Garros, where the French Open is played every year, will host Olympic tennis and boxing and some Paralympic events as well. And at the heart of the city, an Olympic first, the River Seine will turn into the most important venue of all, home to a one-of-a-kind opening ceremony on the water. As shown in this animation, 10,000 athletes from around the world will parade down the river in boats, cruising east to west, three and a half miles downstream through Paris's beautiful bridges. 
competitions such as marathon swimming and triathlon will take place in the Seine as well, even though swimming in the river has been banned since the 1920s. An ambitious $1.5 billion cleanup effort is well underway that includes testing the waters up to 10 times a day. This provides a safety net to the Olympic athletes that will be swimming in the Seine, but also to recreational users that will be swimming afterwards. Under the slogan, Games Wide Open, Paris is hoping to welcome up to 15 million spectators, the first games to be celebrated with no crowd restrictions since the pandemic. We are on track, we are on time, uh, we are also on budget. The city's heritage, style and passion on full display for the world to see. And that sets the stage nicely for the busiest man in all of sports, Mike Tirico. He, of course, wears many hats, including primetime host for the NBC Olympics. Bonjour, Mike. Bonjour. I'm not busy. I'm on Le Boondago. As you <laughs> so described yes, it, exactly. so here we are. The Le Boondaglé, also known as the junket. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. So tell Stop. me about Paris yeah. and how this will be a unique venue for the Games. I, let's just be very honest. The Olympic Games needed a boost, needed a refresh, right? So three in a row in Asia, two in a row with COVID. A one-of-a-kind city is the perfect place to give it that boost. And I think we're going to get it. Look around us where you just showed us so many of these places. It's going to add an energy that I think the games need in general. Absolutely. And it's so accessible as a, as a visitor's location. So people hopefully can come and be spectators, pandemic behind us. And then I love how they're transforming so many of these iconic landmarks yeah. into venues, as opposed to sometimes you see stuff getting built, stadiums outside the city. They are making Paris a character in these Olympic games. No doubt. You go to Champs-Élysées, you go straight down and then you'll find breaking like we saw skateboarding 3v3 basketball I think 95% of the venues already exist. They're only building a few. That's rare and that's good for long-term sustainability. And 100% of the venues, you can either take public transportation or walk. So this is a real for the people Olympics. So if you're coming, you're going to get everywhere. Oh, and equestrian at Versailles. Right, could exactly. You I mean, could you die, Mike? It's so <laughs> fabulous. I have to, since I have you here, talk about this huge news in golf. Yeah. Live Golf and the PGA merging. Who saw that coming? Nobody, including the biggest names in the sport who found out just minutes before it was announced to the public. And there are some ruffled feathers over it. Here's the headline. This was a money deal, plain and simple. The PGA Tour bumped up the money they were putting into the tournaments because of Live Golf, the Saudi-backed league. PGA Tour could not sustain that. They needed to really get taken over financially by Live Golf. There's still going to be the PGA Tour, but they're going to have partners with Live Golf. And the winners, I think, are the fans because they'll see the best golfers play the same events. The losers, the guys who turned down eight or nine figures like Tiger and Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, they stayed loyal, but unfortunately, they're not going to get that bag of money the other guys did. No, and all the lawsuits are bye-bye. We say au revoir to the lawsuits. And that's one of the reasons that yeah. they had to do this because there was going to be a lot of money exchange in hands eventually in those lawsuits. All right, Mike. Tariqo, so good to have I'm you. I'm not leaving. I know you're not leaving. We're staying, staying together. Back tomorrow. Mark your calendars for the Paris Olympics and the Paralympics coming to NBC and Peacock next July. And coming up, we're going to have some Team USA hopefuls joining us live. But for now, we will send it back to you guys in New York. And we look forward to that, yeah. Savannah. By the way, we got a real good crowd here, but your crowd out there is amazing. And there was a sign that captured our attention. Uh, Al Roker, you're loved, you're loved here in, in the United States, but in Paris, there's a girl behind you, Tariko. I couldn't help seeing she's got a sign that says, I love yeah. Al Roker. There she is right oh, there yeah, in the white t-shirt. Oh, yeah. In the white tee. I we saw it. I turned my back to it. <laughs> <laughs>
The funny thing is, she thinks he's Al Roker. <laughs> Once again, Tariko! Tariko! I cannot wait to hang with you, my friend, out there in Paris. Love it, love it, love it. All right, let's show you what we've got going on for today. Uh, we are looking at a severe threat. Uh, right now, a marginal risk from Butte to Reno, Grand Forks down to Kansas City, parts of Texas, Charles, uh, Charleston, also down into Florida. Low risk of tornadoes tomorrow. Pretty much the same areas looking at some severe weather, especially down to the south in southern Georgia and central Texas. Wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour, a low tornado risk. The smoky skies today throughout a good portion of the country. Got to watch that. Afternoon storms down in Florida. Strong storms through the southwest. Warm again once more in the Pacific Northwest. And that's your latest weather, guys. All right, buddy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up. Amy Schumer, yeah. live in Studio 1A to tell us all about her new comedy special and the impact of marriage and motherhood on her act. Ah, uh, but first, these messages. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.